Cool. We ready to kick us off? Who's leading? Yeah. My, in- my intro aim? I'll, I'll just jump right into it. Big news is that Bottle 2.0 is live and in the world. And if you want to use it, like, subscribe. Don't forget. <laughs> I loved that when Chris said that. Bottle 2.0 is live. It's very exciting. I had just asked Andy and then about what he liked most about Bottle 2.0. And then we went on this whole thing, which was um, great. So in an effort to recreate that conversation, Andy, what are what are you most excited about now that the new product is live and we've seen people actually use it? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that is most exciting to me is this idea that we are truly becoming a simple place where local vendors can easily sell their product and that they can it can really start to turn on a simple, different type of business model where they can batch orders, they can have members, they can drop each week a text their customers to reorder. Uh, and we're seeing that being done successfully by vendors across all sorts of different platforms. Traditionally, our product was mainly meal delivery, but now we're seeing bakers and butcher shops and cookie makers and you name it, anyone in the food, local food scene, they're using our product successfully to build this relationship with their customer. And the product just works. Like it just works for their business in a way that 1.0 worked pretty well, but this is just such an intuitive, easy to use ordering platform. Like everyone we've launched, the majority of people say my customers, it's just smooth for my customers. And then you know, one thing we're working on that I think will be amazing for just our business is building out a landing page as well for our customers so that their entire website and ordering flow can run through Bottle. And that page is being designed and it's absolutely, it's like beautiful and the design elements are killer and it's different. And I think it's different than any other platform that allows you to have a template. It's really geared towards our type of seller. But I think what we're doing, and maybe Will, you want to talk about this a little more is really helping, and our vendors have already seen this, but helping businesses build a local food business with a model that incorporates delivery, which is a must have in a sustainable way so that I can launch my meal delivery business and it's sustainable because I know I have 35 members. They're going to order from me every week. And then maybe I can keep capturing additional orders, but I know I have this base of customers that have this relationship with me and that are part of my food community. I think that is the biggest thing that we're seeing that's so exciting. So yeah, far community-based businesses. And it's awesome that on 2.0, we're, we service so many versions of that. But if you're a, in our mind, a community-based business is you set, you're, you're not running Google ads to find your customers. You're meeting them at the farmer's market. There are people who love you that think you're an artisan that meet you at in-person events, learn about you, consume your Instagram content, want to see behind the scenes. If that's how you acquire and keep your customers, that's a community-based business. And that's who we service. And we want to help you build like a really strong community around your food, your business, whatever it is that you sell. Maintain those long-term relationships with uh, your customers. I think the other thing that we just wanted to talk about and keeping this podcast relatively brief today, but wanted to talk about like why we think this business model has evolved and like where the opportunity is for local vendors to really rethink the way that they operate in a digitally native world. So that's something Will and I have talked about a lot, but I'd love maybe Will, you can talk about this a bit more. 
Yeah, there was a news article a couple of weeks ago, Tony Zhu. And I mean this with the utmost respect for what DoorDash has built. It has helped a lot of small local businesses in some ways, but the CEO of DoorDash, Tony Zhu, was recently appointed to the Facebook board of directors. And seeing that headline, it just hit me that what Facebook did to journalism, DoorDash is doing to local business. And so to dig into what I mean by that, before Facebook, and this was, you know, as everyone was onboarding to the newspapers, which just deliver the news to everyone's doorstep and you paid a subscription fee and you got the news dropped off at your door. The internet comes along and every newspaper's first attempt is to just do what they're doing in the physical world online. So they're just going to post all their articles online. They're going to assume that you want to pay a subscription fee to access those articles. And they basically make no changes to the business model. Uh, they're going to pay a new staff to put out an article a day or a column once a week. And what happens is Facebook comes in and takes all of the distribution. So whereas before the newspaper used to deliver a newspaper to everyone's doorstep, they owned the distribution channel to their customer. Facebook takes their customer and now you only go read a New York Times article if it pops up on your news feed and you click the link and go read the article. Fast forward and you're now at a point where all of these businesses, newspapers included, have to advertise on Facebook or generate very clickbait oriented articles in order to get their own customers that they brought to Facebook back to themselves and back to their own site. And DoorDash is doing the exact same thing. They even brag about it in their most recent filings where they talk about how they're an ads business now and they make most of their margin on selling ads inside the marketplace. So if you're a local Chinese restaurant and you onboarded to DoorDash, you trained all of your customers to order delivery through DoorDash. Now suddenly all of your customers are in this one app. They say, oh, I want dumplings tonight. And you now have to advertise with DoorDash to be the first result to the customer that you brought them in the first place. So it's this huge risk where you tried to take, or a lot of local food businesses initially have tried to just take what they were doing in the real world online with the exact same business model of, I used to have a retail storefront. People would come in, order food, pay for it. I would hand them food, they'd walk out. And you try to do that online with DoorDash, Uber Eats, all these other companies where I'm hungry, I order food, you deliver it to me. But just like journalism and newspapers, the business model doesn't translate online one-to-one. Uh, -one. Changes need to be made in order for it to actually work. And the good news is there's actually a better way of doing a business than even it used to be in person um, online. And that's these very community-driven, membership-driven businesses the bottle enables. If you can just make a couple small tweaks to your businesses, own your own customer relationships, text people a link ahead of time to collect pre-orders, get people ordering one day ahead, it changes the economics of everything. Suddenly, you're not paying for on-demand delivery, you're able to batch production, you're able to anticipate food costs, you don't even need a retail storefront. I mean, it's just a much better way to run a business. And so if you're stuck trying to do on-demand food delivery through DoorDash, you're playing a loser's game. Like it's a uh, inefficient way of trying to win in today's world. And you're at the mercy of the marketplace. At the extreme mercy of the marketplace. Yeah. How does, how does bottle fit in that world? 
like how do you see bottle fitting in this world where food local food and ultimately local business has an opportunity now to define the way that they sell online and the way that they define their relationships with their customers where do you think we fit in and how do we continue to be like an incremental uh, an instrumental part i think it it's just helping people do what they already want to do, which is if you're launching a food business today, all of the smartest entrepreneurs aren't even thinking about the delivery platforms. They're like, how do I get pre-orders or do a weekly menu drop and then cook or batch, produce all my food at once and hire a driver and get deliveries down to $5 a delivery and drop it all off. We're not convincing people of this model. It's just naturally how if you were launching a new business brand today, that's how people are thinking about it because they're smart. And so I need to cut down on food waste. I need to cut down on labor costs. I need to cut down on demand delivery costs in order for this model to work and for me to get my awesome food to customers. So where we fit in is just enabling people to run that playbook. When your customers order, we help you enroll them into a membership being as simple as just text them the menu every week. That's what the membership means. It doesn't mean or doesn't have to mean that there's an auto charge or auto ship. It's just, hey, I, I like you and what you're doing. I want to get the new menu every week or every month or hear about a special product drop that you have. So I'm going to join your community as a member. And then we facilitate dropping pre-filled carts to those members over and over again, whether it's once a week or once a month. And by doing so, we help you take pre-orders that have a defined cutoff time and a defined delivery day, which then on the back end helps you batch a hundred orders at once instead of doing them all one-off and know exactly how much food it's going to take to produce that order, exactly how much labor you'll need in order to produce that much food. And the economics just change completely. So if this is the kind of business you're trying to run, there's not a better solution for you than bottle. Like we want to help you run this playbook. And I think we're seeing that. I mean, I think the best example is we're seeing a ton of just really cool local kind of entrepreneurs building either secondary businesses or primary businesses in charcuterie, which is like such an Instagram native friendly place. And you can't have it shipped to your house from a, a large D2C brand. It has to be from a local vendor. And the parallels are amazing. Flowers and, and it can meal delivery, like it all works the same way, catering. And we're just seeing a lot of lock-in people who are having phenomenal results with these types of businesses. And a lot of them are launching on Instagram and, and using Bottle as their ordering platform. I think that's a good, a good place to wrap it. It was just a quick one today, but a good kind of quick update about what we're seeing and how we're thinking about the market.